if I can, you know, through Aboriginal ways, just reach out to some of our mob. Working with the wider non-Aboriginal community and working with our own community together allows us to start eating. In the past, you know, people know who they are and that type of thing, but there hasn't been something there to bring everything together, to bring people together, and Native Title has done that. Nina Marnie. Welcome to Aboriginal Way, produced by South Australian Native Title Services. I'm your host, Caleb Sweeting, and before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge that we're broadcasting today from Radio Adelaide on Ghana land. So I'd like to pay my respects to Ghana elders past, present and emerging. Each episode, we share First Nations stories and Native Title news from across South Australia. So let's get into it. I'm sitting here with the chairperson of Yundrawanda Yarrawaka Traditional Landowners Corporation, Teresa Gallo, and she is a Yundrawanda woman. Teresa, welcome to Aboriginal Way. Thank you, Caleb. I'm quite excited to be doing this. Yeah, yeah, should be a good chat. And the reason we're catching up is because we are both around Inaminka for what is the end of your inaugural light show. Do you want to tell the listeners a bit about what that is? No worries. Um, Roughly around 18 months ago, we were approached by one of the SANS workers, Alex Vickery, who um, approached us about doing a illumination project out at Inaminkra as the government was offering some funding to do with early Australian heritage. So it because we've had the Burke and Will story out here in Inaminka, we were able to apply for the funding and luckily we were lucky enough to be able to get some funding. So we spent some time, we put together a working group which consisted of four of the directors from YY and then we employed, well, not really employed, but, yeah, contracted... Illuminate to put the production together and we also were able to get hold of another group of people that are offering to do a voice app to the sites out here in Aminka. Um, the, first proje- the first part of the project was actually coming out and doing a site visit with Alex and Cindy Drennan from Illuminate. So we came out, we visited the sites of and told stories gathered information, tested out a light show on the Ames building in Inaminka and also on the Cooper's Creek on the banks, on the riverbank. It was then decided that the Ames building was the best place to show it because the Ames building is not your particular, not your, you know, normal building, so to speak. It's It's got a different shape about it and it's historic to Inaminka. So we decided that that would be the best place in Inaminka to actually do our project yeah, with the Illumination project. Um, yeah, that's a good background to it. Yeah, and then from there it's taken, like I said, roughly 18 months and we opened up on July the 8th, the beginning of school holidays. So on opening night we had probably over 200 people at Inaminka, which is really great considering the population's around t- possibly 20. Wow, yeah, that is a good amount of people coming out to check out the show. And the show, because I've seen it, it kind of, it's it's traditional artworks that have kind of been projected onto the building with a bit of 
audio that tells the story. Am I right there? That's correct. So we, what we did, we approached our artists within the community and asked if any of them would like to submit some artwork. And then we were given that artwork to Illuminate, who also did some animation to that artwork, projected, put it into the pro- projection. We had some voiceovers done by our working group, so told a little bit of a story about the Burke and Wills expedition and how they interacted with the local people, our, our ancestors, and how they took care of those people and how we take care of our country. Mm. Yeah. And well, from what I've noticed, the I was out there last night and there were some tourists that had kind of come into town and they could see the show was happening and you were out there and a few of the other people who were involved were out there as well. And I noticed that there were some discussions that were had with tourists that maybe wouldn't have happened if they didn't see um, this, this projection or light show. How else are you hoping to educate tourists about this area that is your traditional country? Oh, well, we've got several things in the pipeline at the moment. Um, a, part, a part of the Illumination project, we've also got a voice app, which is going to be used at the Burke and Wheel sites, also at the Dig Tree, um, at the Inaminka Ames building. And what that is, it's a GPS app, which you go to that site, you download it before you get there, of course, at Inaminka. Like an app? Yeah, on it's your an phone? app on your phone you yeah. download. When you get to that site, you pre- press play okay. and there's certain points along the trail that will tell you information about our ancestors, what happened along there, maybe even talking about food, our dream time, dream time stories, anything really cultural significant to us, about our country, about our people. It's not just about the Burke and Will story. Yeah, that's right. Because maybe travellers coming through here, that might be the first thing that they think of rather than who the actual owners are, which is Yandawanda, Yarrawaka, as a, as a group, as your PBC, um, which you are the chairperson of. Has it, what are the challenges been through that process of, you know, getting the projection light show with the Inaminka Township and maybe future projects too? Um, the illumination project was well accepted from the very first concept. So our very first visit out here to do with the illumination project, um, the Progress Association, which is the governing body of Inaminka, they accepted it open-heartedly. They were really excited because they were aware that, you know, this is going to bring people into the, into the town and maybe it's going to encourage people to actually stay overnight so that they can enjoy the experience of the um, light show. Uh, overall, I think the biggest problem was isolation where Inaminka is. We did a lot of teams meetings and meeting in Adelaide and, you know, everything was done through emails or... Yeah. It, you know, it's not as though you can just go 10Ks down the road and you're there. No. It's a big thing to be able to get people logistically moved around and come out here. Yeah, because for people listening, Inaminka's northeast South Australia. Yes, that's correct. And yeah, quite close to the Queensland border. So it's really up there. So there are people that are travelling through, but they're not just going to rock up to see this light show randomly. But it, it added to the atmosphere of the place and maybe it gave people a taste of what else YY can offer. 
That's correct because, you know, we don't have any of our traditional people living out here. They were all dispersed in the early years. So um, we haven't got that connection as such as a community living on country. So this was a way that we can show that, yes, this is YY country, Yandrawanda, Yarrawaka. Because a lot of the times you speak to people like travellers and the first thing they say is, where's the Aboriginals? Where are they? Mm. You know, so this is educating them a little bit about who we are, what we did and why we want to be out here on country. As I've said before to you, Caleb, it's about making your footprint on country. Mm. It's leaving that footprint there so people know about us. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And what I'm really excited about and what I'm hoping you can share with the listeners is um, you've got a new kind of accommodation precinct that you're working on? Yes. Because, like I said, we don't live out on country, one of our main focuses for our community is to be able to offer a accommodation base that they can come out, they can stay at cheaper rates instead of staying at your local hotel or the homestay. Something that they can say, this is YWise, this is ours. It brings that connection back for them to come out and visit country. On the off side of that, we're also going to be adding some glamping tents. So our first stage would be four glamping glamping style tents with built-in en-suites. Um, what we're looking at is trying to hit that higher market of tourists, even international tourists. As you see down in the Flinders Ranges, they have their glamping tents and they, they go crazy. Up in Northern Territory, the same thing. So we're hoping that we can offer that experience to tourists and interstate tourists, overseas tourists, give them something more. And it's also going to bring different people into the area yeah. and we're not encroaching on the local businesses that also offer accommodation at this stage and the eight um eight room building that we're doing that's for our people and it can be for others but it's mainly to bring our people back to country mm. to get the connection to feel like they're coming back home wow yeah so it'll kind of be not too far away from the Inaminka Hotel and offering a different kind of experience then? Yes, it'll saying? definitely be offering a different kind of experience and it's actually when you're at the Inaminka Hotel, if you look directly up the hill, it's up the top of the hill. So you're overlooking right. the whole town down to the Cooper's Creek. Yeah, beautiful. And what's the timeline looking for that? We're hoping t- to get the first stage within the next 12 months. Okay. It's a long, slow process. Yeah. As you can imagine. How long have you been working on it? How long has it been in the works for now? Uh, over four years. Wow. Okay. What? So what have the challenges been to get to this point? Challenges was acceptance by the town people to start with. Um, we had some very negative feedback from them where, I don't know, due to whether it's just talk um, you know, comments like, we don't want troubled youth being involved around our town. And it's like, no, it's not for that. It's to bring our people back. Um, the negative comments we got there, they've dissipated over time due to people leaving the town. And the people that are there now are very open and, you know, we're working with them. This project, the Illumination Project as such, has brought us closer, has brought us position on their IPA they're willing that it's we're being transparent with both yeah 
It sounds like there were some misconceptions from some of these yeah, people. Yeah, there was a lot of misconceptions, which happens in a lot of areas. But, you know, you can sit down and you can nut it out and you can get it going. And yeah. and I think it's about being transparent, being open, communicate well with them. We're also looking at doing a playground at Inaminka with one of the local groups. Oh, cool. So that's in the process too. That hopefully will be finished in the next 12 to 18 months as well. Yeah. So that will offer a playground for children because, as you know, there's not much in Inaminka. Um, in that playground area, we're hoping to offer barbecue areas with shelters, bit of a nature garden with a boardwalk through. That's what our plans are looking like at this stage. Yeah, that sounds great. Do you, so it sounds like you're kind of, you're improving Inaminka Township. Yes. And when people let you do that, it, it works for everyone. That's exactly right. You know, we're there trying to work with the townspeople because with the, um, Ceiling on the bitumen of the Strezlecki, it that's just going to increase the flow of tourists through the town. So, you know, why not offer a few extra things mm. that when tourists do come there, oh, you know, we can go and do this, we can watch the light show, um, we can go and do the voice app, visit those places. You know, they, they're probably going to visit Birkenwill site, they're probably going to visit the dig tree. But with this voice app, it's going to give them a little bit more information about the actual people of this area yeah. and what this area means to yeah, us. definitely. And bringing it back to Native Title, because Aboriginal Way is published by SA Native Title Services, has Native Title allowed you to do this, to, to push forward with projects like this, to have a say on your land? Yes, it has. We've got a seat at the table, so to speak, because of Native Title. We've been included with discussions. We've been included with the mining companies. You know, we've, we've been consulted. So we do have a say and, yeah, Native Title has helped. Mm. What, yeah, you're talking about kind of mining companies and, yeah, some of the, having seats at the table. What are some agreements or things that you get from Native Title? Because this is a bit of a chat just to catch up with YY as well for people who, who haven't heard from the group for a while, maybe? Okay, Native Title, like, we do have agreements with the mining companies, so we do get a percent of how much oil and gas they produce from the ground, how much they pull out. So we, at the moment, we've got an agreement with them, but we're also in the process of renegotiating quite a few of those agreements. So that'll be a benefit to our whole community in the long run. Mm. And way better than mining companies just taking it without any uh, consultation or... Well, that's exactly right. If we're not willing to sit down and negotiate with them, then they're going to go ahead and do it anyway. So best that we sit down and negotiate, you know, be friends, yeah. talk about it, chat. That's right. That's right. And as the chairperson... How are you feeling about YY at the moment? How's the how's the community vibe? What any any other good stories you want to share with us? Um, community vibe. I think YY itself is moving forward, and once we achieve the projects that we have, I think that that um, enjoyment will go through the whole community because the community are going to be offered a way of getting back on country get back to their roots, enjoy the land, enjoy the people, you know, and, and it's so good like having traditional owners back out here. Tourists ask questions. 
people have got stories. Mm. They relate those stories. They get told. So, you know, educating. Yeah. So maybe we've got some people who are listening that do want to visit Inaminka. I do know that the light show is going to be happening again. When will they be able to see that? We're looking at doing it in next school holidays, which is in October. Yeah. Don't quote me on that, though. I'm not not sure. That's all right. We'll Um, keep the listeners updated. We're hoping also that once by October, we've also got the voice app up and running as well. So that'll give just another experience for people to enjoy. Yeah, that's right. Because I feel like we've visited, um, you know, the dig tree and it it feels like the Burke and Wills story, it comes from a white background and it seems to maybe leave out some parts it definitely does it's very much a white man's story so i think with the voiceover it's going to give our story yeah maybe a more accurate representation of what happened yes definitely yeah sounds good all right i'd like to thank my guest today Teresa gallo who is the chairperson of yundrawanda yarrawaka traditional landowners corporation thank you Thanks for listening to another episode of Aboriginal Way. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the show on any podcasting platform. And if you like what you're listening to, why not leave a review? My name is Caleb Sweeting, and as always, I'll catch you next time.